1: This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1072, The Perfect Storm, Demonstrating Conflicts of Interest with Investment Advice, part one, by Chris Mamula of caniretireyet.com. And I'm Dan, I'm your host, and this is where I read to you from some of the best blogs on personal finance, and I'm here doing that every single day, including weekends and holidays. And we actually have five shows covering different topics, so you can search for Optimal Living Daily wherever you're hearing this, to find all five of our podcasts. For now, let's get right to it as we continue optimizing your life. The Perfect Storm, Demonstrating Conflicts of Interest with Investment Advice, Part 1, by Chris Mamula of CanIRetireYet.com I began writing about personal finance to create a positive outlet for the anger, regret, and pain I experienced because of investing mistakes I had made as a young professional. I became a consumer advocate to help others avoid repeating my mistakes. My mistakes were the result of blindly following the advice of a financial advisor without performing due diligence. I later discovered this advice led me to pay thousands of dollars in unnecessary fees and taxes every year, compound the effects of these mistakes over decades, and this was literally a million dollar mistake. I don't suggest that all financial advisors are bad people or that you should not seek professional financial advice but I strongly recommend that you understand that financial advice comes with inherent conflicts of interest. As a consumer, you must understand what these conflicts are so you can make good decisions and protect your interests. Three models of paying for financial advice. To understand the conflicts of interest inherent in the financial advice you receive, it's vital to know how you're paying for that advice. There are essentially three models to compensate advisors. You can pay for financial advice through commissions on products you buy, You can pay as a percentage of assets under management, or you can pay a direct fee for financial advice. Each comes with unique upsides, downsides, and conflicts. Unfortunately for me, I paid all three simultaneously, the perfect storm. This allows an examination of the conflicts inherent in each model and what it looks like when an advisor chooses his interests over yours. My mistakes could be your good fortune if you take the time to learn from them. Commissions-Based Model. In the commissions-based model of paying for financial advice, you pay an advisor through a commission on financial products purchased. This is the most common method of obtaining financial advice for those with a low net worth. The conflicts of interest are obvious. A financial advisor paid by commissions is really a salesman of investment products. Each recommendation creates a conflict of interest. Does the advisor recommend the product most likely to be in the client's best interests, or the product with higher fees that allows the advisor to be paid more? Statistics suggest consumers beware. Consumer Reports says, quote, term life insurance is a better deal for most families, end quote. The same article stated that whole life insurance premiums result in larger commissions for insurance salespeople. So what products are most common? According to the American Council of Life Insurers, in 2016, 40% of life insurance policies sold were term policies, while 60% were whole life policies. Vanguard founder John Bogle said, quote, it's amazing how difficult it is for a man to understand something if he's paid a small fortune not to understand it, end quote. This is consistent with our experience with commissions-based sales. We paid commissions when buying front-loaded mutual funds. We agreed to this and fees were listed on every account statement we received. In our last year using the advisor, we paid $1,660 in commission on the investments we bought. Much later, we determined that our total fees for that year were 7,680. The commissions we were aware of represented only 22% of the total fees we incurred. Most fees were hidden in expensive investment products that were not in our best interest. Getting sold. The most egregious example of being sold a product not in our best interest occurred when my wife rolled over a 403b account when changing jobs. The advisor recommended putting the money into a variable annuity. We later learned these complex financial products are rarely a good fit for investors, but nonetheless are often sold. They create large commissions for those that sell them. Variable annuities have high expenses, averaging around 3% annually, according to the American Association of Individual Investors. One key feature that makes variable annuities attractive to some investors is the ability to use them as a tax shelter. My wife already had this benefit with the retirement account without the unnecessary cost or complexity of a variable annuity. Another example of conflicted advice was being sold proprietary financial products. Proprietary financial products like mutual funds are produced by financial institutions. They're analogous to store brand products available in any grocery chain, but this analogy breaks down quickly. Grocery stores save on product development, branding, and marketing to sell store brands customers can buy for less. Savings from proprietary financial products could be passed on to consumers, as is done by consumer friendly companies like Vanguard. But when you're buying products sold through a commission, Proprietary products are vehicles for institutions to maximize profit for themselves. We worked with an Ameriprise representative. We were sold all Columbia Mutual funds and a variable annuity through RiverSource, both Ameriprise subsidiaries. The portfolio we owned had fees of about 2% per year, approximately 20 times more expensive than the portfolio I built as a DIY investor. Unfortunately, our experience is common for those obtaining advice from an advisor, i.e. salesman, in a commission-based model. Buyer beware. Assets under management model The next model for charging for financial advice is collecting a percentage of assets under management, or AUM. Proponents claim this eliminates conflicts of interest inherent in the commissions-based model. Because advisors are paid a percentage of the wealth you accumulate, They claim an advisor's interests are aligned with the investors because both a client and advisor benefit when wealth grows. I disagree. An advisor is paid to accumulate assets under management, not to give the best advice. There are many instances when an investor's money would be better used elsewhere. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled The Perfect Storm, Demonstrating Conflicts of Interest with Investment Advice by Chris Mamula of CanIRetireYet.com.
0: Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear, upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash OFD for your extended 30-day free trial.
1: And I will finish the rest for you tomorrow, but that's going to do it for today here on Optimal Finance Daily. Hope you're having a great weekend and I'll see you back here tomorrow for the Sunday show, where we'll finish up this post and where your optimal life awaits.